Konnichiwa campers. How y'all feeling this week? Well, I hope that you're saying you feel good because I feel amazing. Did you ever watch The Incredibles and then you get to that point where uh, Mr. Incredible's like holding the car or whatever and the little kid's like, wow! And then he's just like always waiting around the house and they're like, and what are you waiting for? And the little kid goes, I don't know, something amazing, I guess. Well, that's kind of what happened this past week because we celebrated Campfire Adventures' birthday. That is so freaking cool because the week leading up to the birthday and then the week of the birthday was so much fun. We went to a St. Patrick's Day festival, which is what you heard in the last episode, and it was so much fun seeing a live band there, getting to eat a corned beef hash sandwich, getting to, you know, hang out with my friends, bring all the people who have been part of the podcasts and, you know, the beginning till the end till right now. It's not the end, it's the going, but... It was just so much fun. And then we went to Vegas and had a good time because we had some of the podcast favorites people have a birthday. Everyone was apparently born in March. So we went to Vegas and we had a great time and it was just so much fun. And we're back and we have a new episode. And I'm just super excited because this episode is the first episode since the podcast's second birthday. So I said konnichiwa and that's only because this episode is going international, y'all. We are going to take this episode to a different country because we did the road trip around America. We've done, a, you know, a story based in Ireland again, which is the one that we did last week for our birthday about the vampire. And so now we're going to take it to Japan just because why not? And we can. And actually, you know, just a shout out to everybody out there in podcast land. I always appreciate you listening. But I have a new person to join us as our live audience. And she's been a part of the podcast since the beginning. We've talked about a lot of things at the podcast, like pictures and songs and ideas and stuff like that but she hasn't had a chance to be a part of an episode but she recently took a trip to japan and i feel like she would be the perfect person to have on the episode with me right now so i'd like to do a special shout out to bianca so thank you bianca (laughs) hi everybody my name's bianca i can't speak japanese but i just wanted to put a little japanese flair on that (laughs) keep the vibe going well, she came back from Japan, and we had so many stories, and it was just something that we wanted to get together with each other and tell all these stories and have a good time. And I figured, well, why don't we just lump that all together with a podcast? So we found a cryptid that I think would be super cool. It's a folklore about some type of spiritual being that lives in Japan that's lived there for years. And I thought, well, you know, we'll start the story off with that. Then we have Bianca tell us some stories, and I think it'd be just so much fun. So are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So as I always say, even if we're going international, we started off the same. So it's time to grab a drink. We are chilling around the portable campfire. It is red for today's setting. And it's time for us to get into this week's story. So the story that I'd like to tell you all about is about a creature, spirit, paranormal something. I don't really know. A specter. I'm not sure what to, uh, you know, describe it as, but it's called a shikigami. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that before. I actually have heard about it before. I 
I don't want to brag or anything, but I have seen some anime, and I feel like I'm pretty cool because I've been watching it more. Someone's cultured. Exactly. And there's actually an anime that I remember watching a long time ago. When I heard the word Shikigami, I was like, why does this hit, you know, like, in a familiar sense? So there's an anime called Inuyasha, and I don't know if anyone's ever seen it. It's about, um, it's based in feudal Japan and also current Japan, and it's about Inuyasha going along adventures with Kagomi and his group and whatever, and they're fighting off, like, bad guys and demons and whatnot. Well, there's a part in the story where they end up fighting these, like, little paper little dudes. Like, the bad guys, like, send out, like, we're gonna beat you with our demons! And so they send out the Shikigami to them, and they're these little paper, like, men, and they run up to them and, like, we're gonna beat you! So they hit them, and everyone's like, what the heck is this? But the paper's, like, transformed into bigger, like, beings, and, like, they ended up being really tough and hard to beat. And so when I heard this word again, Shikigami, I was like, that sounds familiar. So I actually re-looked at the video, and it was still as hilarious as ever. <laughs> and I watched it again, so I'm gonna post it on the website. But I was like, okay, cool. So this is a real thing. This is part of, you know, the culture. It's part of the folklore. It's so much so that they put it into an anime, which I think is pretty cool. How did they beat these Shikigami paper demons? As far as what I remember, it had to do with, like, the magical powers Kagome had. So she's, like, a priestess of sorts. I don't want to get anything wrong, so I'm sorry out there, Inuyasha fans, if I mess it up. But she's a priestess of sorts, so they had to use some type of good magic kind of to counteract the evil spirits and i'm gonna get into a little bit more about what a shikigami is but basically what happens is um there were beings back in the day human beings and they were known as the onyoji and i hope that i don't ever say anything wrong but i also don't speak japanese we're trying here okay? we did the best we can with what we got it's not a lot but it's enough to tell you a story so the onyoji what they do is they actually work in the government at least back in the day they did. I'm not sure if this is a relevant part of, you know, today's history in Japan. But they worked in the government, and basically their job was to be able to tell whether something was going to be lucky or unlucky with what they did. And eventually their status started to grow a lot higher and a lot higher and a lot higher in the government system. And they ended up taking on responsibility of having more magical powers. And they would be able to manifest different things. They'd be able to, like, I guess just have the power of creating a shikigami and basically what happened is a shikigami it kind of translates to being like a ceremonial spirit and what they do is they call upon these cryptids while doing a ceremony to do their bidding for them now a shikigami isn't something that you want to mess with if you don't have the ability to actually control them because what you're actually doing is you're conjuring the powers of maybe god or demons or a ghost something that's out there that's already a being or a creature or that has spiritual connectedness and you're borrowing them to do your bidding for you and what the anyoji would do is if they had an enemy someone who crossed them Bianca, um <laughs> they would be like you know what she ate that last chicken nugget and i'm gonna come after her i'm gonna get my shikigami and that's gonna get her because humans can't see shikigamis when they're out and about and they come in so many different forms. So actually one of the ways that they come in is in the form of like origami, like soldiers kind of things. So when I was watched the Inuyasha episode back, I was like totally on point for what a shikigami is, a little paper men that would go out and do their bidding. But they're also shapeshifters. They can take the form of animals, of snakes, dogs, chickens, cats, anything like that. They can possess human bodies and they can also just be 
specters, like a ghost that's just going around. And these Anyoji would use them to, like, stalk them to see what they're up to. So, you know, when you didn't have Instagram or Facebook <laughs> and people just drop in their location left and right, you had to call up on an Anyoji to come do that for you. Or they can also possess the human that, you know, you're upset with, somebody that you want to hurt. And the Shikigami will only ever do what the Anyoji is requesting. So, in a sense, like, every article that I was reading was always saying, like, it's not the fact that there's a shikigami that's loose and out there. It's the fact that there's someone who has the ability to create one, first of all. And then they're using them to do their bidding for them. And so in some of the other different articles I read, the shikigami is actually ordered to bring that person or to bring whoever is being attacked back to the village or back to the anyoji. And then that's when they're going to do whatever the heck they want to do. Whether it's bidding for, you know, whoever's currently in power or whether it's just getting even with Bianca for eating that last chicken nugget, you know, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. So the Shikigami is like the middleman, like mm -hmm. doing all the work. They're not really the bad guys. In a, in a sense, yeah, yeah. They're not because they don't they're have any. They're being used and abused. Exactly. Now, here's the thing is that sometimes when an Anyoji is bringing up the Shikigami, if they don't have the power to actually control them and they get loose, mm. then the Shikigami comes back to attack because they're upset. You literally disturbed either a demon. You know, it's kind of like doing a seance and, you know, you're like with the whole Annabelle situation. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie before. I did, but I don't remember it too well. So there's a part where they're like, oh, like... In the first Conjuring, actually, is where it is in. And in the first Conjuring, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren are going to talk to this couple. And they're sitting there, and they're like, like, what's this doll that you're trying to hide from, whatever? And they're like, we don't know. Like, she said her name was Annabelle. And we just assumed that she wanted to live in this doll. So we, we like, it, it asked us for permission to live in the doll. So we let it live in the doll, right? And they're like, no, it didn't want to live in the doll. It wanted to live in you, kind of thing. Like, this whole possession Creepy. thing. And so my interpretation is, like... That was a demon that's asking for a vessel. Mm -hmm. So what the Anyoji is actually doing is they're calling on a demon to come out and to go do some bidding mm -hmm. and puts them in a vessel, which they might not want to be a part of. You know, like you're pulling a spirit away from whatever that spirit's supposed to be doing yeah. to do something malevolent or something tedious that it doesn't have to do. So when it actually gets free from your control, it comes back with a vengeance. And it usually will, like close back to the to the anyoji okay. mm -hmm. with a vengeance and like it'll take its revenge out on it for calling it through to come through do something Ooh. it didn't want to do so there's a risk there's a risk especially if you're not powerful enough to actually control them yeah so no weak people can call out these shikigami i mean but sometimes you know you don't even know if you're weak you think you're like i'm the freshest thing in town and i got powers beyond all beliefs <laughs> kind of thing so the tricky thing is it's just if there's a shikigami coming after you, you don't really know because you can't really see them. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, the ability to actually come in the form of paper or whether it's just like some amulet or just a different type of body like a chicken or a dog or something like that. You don't know what they look like. And you don't know whether you're dealing with one who's just spectating you or one that's actually more malevolent in nature. But... It is just scary that there are people out there who do have the ability to conjure them up and then yet set them loose to go do bidding for them. So I feel like any type of shikigami that you're going to come up to is going to have a malevolent sense with it. Mm -hmm. So the last thing that I think I'm going to be able to share about this story, because it is a folklore, so it's not so much that there are different occasions to share with this story, but 
it's just the main essence that's there. And like I said, it's so transcendent that it's actually an anime. It's, you know, in movies, they make movies about it. And there is also a legend that there is a really great Amnyoji. Remember, so you were saying like a weak one shouldn't do it. There was a great Amnyoji that was able to summon multiple Shikigami. And he was able to create 12 different Shikigami, one for each of the branches of the zodiac sign. This guy needs therapy. And he was able to use them to do all of his bidding for him. So he's known in the world records of, you know, Japanese folklore as one of the greatest Amnoji, so one of the greatest purveyors of magic. I guess someone you wouldn't want to mess with. They have 12 yeah. different Shikigami. I don't want to be on his bad side. Exactly. But it's just a folklore that's been passed down from generation to generation in Japan. And I felt like when we were thinking of stories to tell about Japan, we went with a couple different ideas. And I'm sure that there are so many more. But this one was just so cool because we don't ever really get an opportunity to talk that much about poltergeists or spirits or whatever but also the fact that like even if you have magic and i think that it's always been talked about with magic is everything with magic comes at a price so the price in this sense is even having the capability of summoning something you're borrowing from a, an existence that's already there so borrowing from a demon borrowing from a spirit borrowing from a ghost and you just don't know which one you are so it's kind of like paranormal roulette in a sense but that is the story of a shikigami what did you think? I think that these shikigamis are a no joke and I'm gonna carry a pair of scissors with me because everybody knows scissors beats paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Also, I mean, kind of just motivates you to not be, be on a anyone's jerk. List. Yeah, don't be a jerk to people because then they're gonna put you on their list they're gonna put you on your shikigami list to get you oh my gosh and they're gonna be like when they when you get to attack they're gonna be like you know why <laughs> like dang i'm like i do know why it's not my fault <laughs> but we had so much fun and you know bianca is our, my closest connection right now to japan <laughs> so but you're using me basically i mean that's <laughs> what the podcast is i no longer have friends i just use people for stories um yeah what is it called clickbait no it's called, it's called japan and it's a country yes well i wish i would have known this story before i went to japan because i would have loved to ask some of the local japanese people that i was able to meet about this story and kind of get their insight on it see if their parents maybe told them stories about the shikigami or mm -hmm. maybe it was something like you know when you grow up and your parents are like don't go over there shikigami's gonna get you or like something a, you know like, like a boogeyman yeah thing. that type of thing so it would have been cool to have their perspective on this type of story. And folklore. It's yeah. cool. I mean, I feel like with a lot of different cultures, we learn so much more. So, like, there's a lot of vampires apparently in Ireland, you know, or, like, in the Hispanic culture, something like the Chupacabra or, you know, different cultures. In America, we have the Boogeyman. We all come up with stories and folklore of some type of cryptid that's, you know, there to, like, bring fear to our hearts just a little bit but not too much humble us a little yeah <laughs> but tell us about japan what was that like oh man japan was awesome um i went to a couple different cities i mostly stayed in tokyo which was amazing um i got to visit osaka um kyoto and kobe and it was really cool mm -hmm. definitely would love to go again it was like the cleanest place ever. As soon as I got landed back in LA, I was like, ew, it's so dirty here. Uh, <laughs> and it really is. There's... Don't you talk about it, people like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like in Japan, there's 
absolutely like zero trash nobody litters there and there's not even any like public trash cans around there's like you probably see like one or two trash cans a day and i'm talking like after walking 10 miles a day didn't you say that they also didn't have um paper towels like that you have to like carry around your own towel or something um yeah you care so a lot of people carry around their own like washcloth type of towel thingy and yeah Mm -hmm. you just dry your hands with that or you know cough cover your mouth sneeze do whatever you do in to that oh okay um but yeah there wasn't yeah any trash cans which is kind of cool because then it kind of just motivates you to not produce that much trash or even like oh you do have a couple trash like keep it in your pocket and throw it away when you get back into your hotel or house or wherever you're staying um but yeah so the three weeks i was there i didn't see like any trash on the floor it was just beautiful clean everybody there is so respectful like tell us about the pokemon centers so i went to the pokemon center um and is there a nurse joy a what a nurse joy a nurse joy Oh, maybe you don't know. Did you not watch Pokemon? I want, is I'll that edit a this new character? Out. No, Nurse Joyce. She's the nurse. She's always like, hey, Oh, the one sh-. that looks like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> With the boobs? <laughs> yeah, that's her. Yeah, I don't remember seeing her. I believe in that. I'm sure they had a lot of, like, new school characters, which I'm oh, like, okay. oh, I don't know what these are. But, yeah, they had... um. It was super cool. They had, like, all these plushies of, like, a lot of the main characters, a bunch of stickers. They had this cool little, like, um, area where you can, like, design your own shirt with, like, all these Pokemon oh, on it. cool. And in that um, same floor of, like, this mall, they had the Nintendo World, which is super cool. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a bunch of different anime stores. So it was really cool. One thing that I... Um noticed at least in south korea and i'm wondering if it's the same in uh, japan is that the buildings go up yeah so i mean japan is an island and there's a lot of people there i think i think in the city of tokyo there's like 37 million people Mm -hmm. in just tokyo so it's like you're limited on space it's really like overpopulated area so they don't have the luxury of like large apartments or like big areas so you have to build up 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 so that's why there's like so many tall buildings because it's like there's so many people and you're limited on space now i watch anime as i was saying and i watched a lot of naruto and one of the things in naruto is eating a lot of ramen Mm -hmm. so did you have any bomb ramen while you were out there i did i had several different ramen spots but there's this one place that was actually in the same place in the same building as um the nintendo world the pokemon center all that stuff um it's like on the bottom floor they have all these restaurants and stuff it was really cool and i actually wasn't gonna get ramen that night because i was like "Eh, i'm kind of full like i had a big lunch so Mm -hmm. i ordered like this tiny little side of like rice and chicken and when i got it i was like not satisfied because my friend who was sitting right across from me she got a ramen and i'm like oh man that looks so good yeah (laughs) so then Uh. i ended up like just i'm like and forget about that chicken (laughs) and like i ordered the ramen and i'm so glad i did because that was literally the best ramen that i've had and like i know exactly where it's at i don't know what it's called but if i ever go back to tokyo that's where i'm gonna go we're gonna go i want to do that yeah it was so good Now, I think you told me you did the coolest thing in the whole world, which only a few people know about one of the favorite things and one of the life goals that I have in life. But do you want to tell them what you did? Yeah. So um, we, me and a couple of my friends, took like a four and a half, almost five hour commute Mm -hmm. to I think it's called Nagana. 
I, I should probably look that up. I don't That's remember. Okay. <laughs> Nagana. Um, so we took, I think it was two trains, maybe three trains. It's kind of a blur now. Um, a bus, and then we hiked for 40 minutes up the mountain in the snow, which sounds yeah. crazy, but we did, to go see the Japanese snow monkeys. So the macaques! Yep, the macaques, and they're the cutest thing in the world. If you're ever in Japan, Highly recommend. Um, My goal is to bring a sack of Idaho potatoes. You're not allowed to feed them. Well, I'm going to put the potatoes somewhere. <laughs> and I'm going to walk up and be like, hey, guys, I made it. You get a potato. You get a potato. You get a potato. Your Oprah. <laughs> uh, the macaque Oprah. <laughs> the potato I'm, Oprah. <laughs> I'm going to be a god to them. And yeah. I want to get in the hot tub with them. Well... I don't think that's pretty sanitary. There's a lot of poop floating around in there. We get together. That's the same thing I do. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, they are adorable, but there are a lot of signs that say do not feed them. Like, sure. even, like, don't have food in your backpacks, things like that, because they might, like, attack you for it. I've heard that, yeah. Definitely don't want to get attacked by my dream. Yeah, but they were so cute. Oh, my gosh. I want to live with them. chilling in the, like, hot springs in the snow, like... Yeah. It was so cute. I wish it would have been, like, snowing while we were there because I just feel like that would be even more magical. But it was so awesome. Like, they were just chilling. The babies were so playful, like, chasing each other around. And it was just really cool to see, like, the dynamic of them hanging out in the wild, like, not being at the zoo where they're enclosed and, like, just, like, being in their territory. Well, I think I have one more question, and it's going to be what was, like, the the funnest thing that you did in Japan? Or what was, like, the best memory that you had? Well, for me, it was definitely the monkeys. Because yes. that's, like, even before I went to Japan, I was like, I don't care what we do over there as long as we go see the monkeys. And, like, okay. I'm so glad we went, even though it was, like, a long commute for only being there a couple hours. Um, definitely worth it. I also remember in your videos you did a lot of karaoke. Yes, I did. So there's this brand of... Carry or I don't know, not a brand, a business. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Big Echo, and they're literally like ten. Anytime I looked on my phone, like to look up a karaoke spot, there's like literally like ten around anywhere we were in the big cities of oh, Tokyo. That's cool. um, but they were super cool. Like uh, we would probably go in groups of anywhere from like seven to like twenty of us, and they were different size rooms that could accommodate all of us and um it was just super cool and like they have different options where it's like unlimited drinks so you just like hey bring us some drinks and um they'd come up with your picture of whatever you order now i want to go i know and it was just so fun and it was super cool because we went with a couple of people who are japanese locals and they would sing like the songs in japanese and it was just like oh it's so cool to like listen to them and like they're reading it. the screen in Japanese and like I'm like I wish I knew what to say like how to sing along you know but it, it was really cool and I'm like it was cool well, to experience their culture of music you said that you introduced yourself so well in Japanese earlier yeah, I was practicing <laughs> <laughs> well will you send us some videos of the macaques and cool stuff and yeah, I could post it on the Instagram for sure all right for a price I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> Well, what did you think of being on the podcast? Um, I feel honored, and uh, I feel so cool. <laughs> we're cool. I got a podcast, and it's our second birthday. I know, and I'm planning on taking a road trip to a couple states around, so I'm going to have to know all the cool spots you've been to. Oh, yeah. I'll totally tell you some places. We got that. I can make that happen. 
Well, I guess with all that said, I hope you enjoyed our stories. It was a short folk tale today, but the whole goal was to give us a little bit of Japanese experience and then let Bianca take it away with some adventures because Japan is definitely on my list to go visit and we will definitely do more stories. But I guess with all that said, that's it for today. So I hope you enjoyed listening. I'm going to post pictures of um, some of the food that we ate today and, you know, some of the adventures that we had on our Instagram and our Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcast. And then I'll post pictures of uh, the... Shikigami of the Inuyasha video clip that I was telling you about, about the Shikigami being on there, and all of our source material on the uh, podcast website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. And with all that said, we are chilling in the car outside the mall because it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> and it's raining, so we had to roll the windows up, but you might be able to hear the rain. Very campfire. Yeah, it reminds me of the whole road trip, you know. And then we also have the fire... <laughs> portable fire going it's keeping this warm and toasty <laughs> so uh with all that said whether you listen to this in the morning or the evening how do you say good morning again ohio ohio and then i'll say good evening in english because multicultural here <laughs> but for that i'm just gonna say bye so bye bye